time for trial time now on Giddy Up on this uh, Wednesday morning at 15 minutes past 10 in the east. And our man, Dean Watling, our expert when it comes to the trials, joins us now. G'day, Dino. Morning again, G. Um, this has been a big week for some of the superstars stepping out at the trials in the early part of the week. Yeah, the good authors are back at the trials, starting to heat up so we can start to get a guide on how they've come back. Um, they're in for a good prep or maybe they haven't quite come up at the trial. So um, it's a fascinating time of the year. Before we have a look at the hot horses that you thought of trialled um, pretty well over the last week, we've got a special guest and we try and get a special guest just to pick their brain about how they go about getting their horses set for first up appearances and how they use the trials. And this is one of the rising stars in the sport. This uh, Our next guest is one of the rising Stars in the sport of thoroughbred racing. I speak of Nathan Doyle, who had a big day on Saturday with a, an interstate double, and he joins us now on Giddy Up's um, trial time. G'day, Nathan. Thanks for your time, mate. Morning, fellas. How are you? Good, thanks. First of all, congratulations. What about that for a weekend? Yeah, it was a great weekend. Um, you take them while you can, but uh, it was a good payday for the owners. A half a million dollar two-year-old maiden. Uh, he, you can't sneeze at things like that. And it was also a good day in Sydney. So, so Nathan, um, first of all, with your setup where you're set um, based, um, tell us about how long you've been trading for and um, the, your base there at Newcastle. Yeah, based here at Newcastle. I think we've been out on our own for probably three and a half, four years. Me and my partner Mel, um, I was originally with Team Snowden, uh, foreman there, and also Mark Newnham, and Mel was also with Bart Cummings, and I think she spent seven years there at the Waterhouse Stable. So we thought the time was right to have a crack ourselves. Um, we had some nice grounding, learn off some great people, and um, it's been very good so far. So hopefully it continues. Morning, Nathan. It's Dean here, mate. It's a pleasure, and thank you for jumping on trial time. And plenty of putters know I'm always bullish um, on Twitter and vocally about how good your stable is and yourself in getting horses to win first up and your first starter stats. So I've run them over the last three years, and you strike at 26.2% with your first starter. So it's an outstanding record. Is there an art to training horses first up and getting them to win off the trials? Um, Sort of, do you have a measuring stick at home where you go, yep, that horse is ready to go. I know I can win first up. What's the key to it? Yeah, I might be a bit different than most, but when I send my horses to the trials, their first trial, they're, they've got a good base fitness. They're, they're not really underdone. Uh, when some trainers might send them their 75, 85% fit, you know, my mind might be a bit more forward than that. But what I find from that is... They take no harm from the trials. They get the trials. They have a good experience. They pull up quite well because they've got that good base fitness. They go home, eat up, and it's just all good experience for the horses in the long run. And I, I'm not necessarily every horse has got to have two trials. I just sort of gauge it off each horse. If they're big gross horses, yeah, for sure, they they definitely benefit from a second trial. But if they're lightly framed and they're ready to go the races off one trial. I'm also happy to do so. But a lot does go into trials, like especially young race horses. If they, I'd always give them two trials before they head to the races. You know, I mean, if they bang out of the gates at their first trial, jump lead or outside the leader, 
at their second trial, I like to give them the experience of getting in behind runners. So when it comes to race day, uh, they get both experiences and they don't panic if they get in behind runners at their first start. If they went to races off one trial and sort of led up or outside the leader, things like that. And also a trip away for trials is, is, it brings a horse on so much more. Uh, a little bit of nervous energy, the truck trip. It's, it's probably very hard to explain, but um, it just tightens them up and really brings them on more than, say, if they were just at home and they walked out of their box and just trialled there. Um, the trip away would really just bring them on and bring them up to the mark as well and really see their coat start to come on and really brighten up. So there's a lot of vital things that go into getting the horse to sort of win first up. And I think for a punter as well, watching trials and for us training them as well, uh, it's a great training tool and a lot can come from it. What's your ideal setup off the trials? If we're looking for a horse in the form guide and you've got a cherry ripe and you're confident, what is it? Is it two trials? The first trial, say, over your, your seven to 800 metres and then the second trial over 1,000 metres. If we're looking at Nathan Doyle's horses um, in the form guide, what, what's the ideal trial set up into a first-up performance? Yeah, when they're, when they're at that city class level or, or in that very competitive race, you probably do need uh, two trials under your belt um, before you... You do head to the races. Um, a lot of the time, I will give them a little bit of a hit out of their first trial, give them a bit more of a squeeze at their second trial, and that normally tops them off to head to the races. They go in the country, probably you're able to get away with it with just one trial under their belt. Um, but it's so competitive racing around here at the moment that uh, you got to be close to the mark when you do head to the races. Otherwise, you will get found out. And um, like I said, if you send them the races uh, where they're, they're close to the mark first up, um, they really come through that first up run well, then you can sustain a lot longer preparation. If you go on the races first up 90% fit, it just may take a bit out of the horse and it may take them a bit to bounce back and sort of just zaps them a bit. So um, that's what I like to do is probably send them the races first up and most of the time they are ready to go unless they're stays as human, which is, which is hard because they're... They need those, probably those first few runs to really get back up to the trip they need to be at. But anything goes over a 1,200-metre mark, most of my horses are, are pretty well right to go first up, and hopefully they race that way. Great to have Nathan Doyle on trial time this morning on Giddy Up with um, myself, Gareth Hall, and Dean Watling. He's given a great insight so far. And, um, Nath, you're based at Newcastle, but do you like to travel your horses to trial? What's your philosophy there? Yeah, definitely. If they're having two trials, I especially like one of them to be a trip away, um, just to bring on that nervous energy and really tighten a horse up. And um, that trip away really brings them on. It's very hard to explain, but just by training horses, you can see how much it really does work. And if they've had two trials at home, they're probably going on the races and they're not as close to the mark as you'd really like or they just haven't come on in, on in the coat as much as you would like as well uh, with the trip away. So I think throwing them on a truck uh, is great. I think you even see a lot of trainings in Melbourne. I know they have a lot of jump outs at home, but they'll throw them on trucks and go gallop them elsewhere, which will probably bring the horse up to the mark as well, which you probably can't see in the form guide, but you see a lot of them do do it. And ideally, a trip away before ahead of the race is, is a great tool. 
Yeah, we're all about making money on the punt on SCN, um, Nathan. So what's the moneymaker for you? If, you, if we're going to look in the form guide and see a jockey, a track, um, what's the ideal jockey you're going to have a board and what's the ideal track you're going to target to get a win first up for us punters at home? Uh, probably like to go to bigger tracks. Um, if they, you think they're, they're good things or they've got an ability, you really want to start them on bigger tracks because if something can go wrong, you can probably overcome it on bigger tracks. Um, if you, you're drawing a bit of around you Wong, Gosford, you go on there, you think you can win. Anything could really happen, if you know what I mean. If you start on these tracks like Newcastle, Chambler, um, and you've you got the right horses, the ability, they probably can overcome a, a little few things that may go wrong. And especially, you can't, you got a bigger horse, Peyton Wong, Gosford, in their first half, they haven't had a start before. They may not get around Wyong Gosford as well as you'd like. They may trial up well, but race day pressure's a lot different. They go a lot quicker. Um, they ramp it up from the 600. And you may think, oh, I've got around Wyong Gosford quite well at the trials, but race day can be a, a full different experience. And you probably see by overriding there as well. I probably shouldn't have took her uh, to Wyong second up. She got beat at $1.26 or something like that. But she trialled up well there. But um, she's just probably always looking for that bigger track, and she's still quite raw. So she's going to Camden Grange on Saturday, and hopefully she can bounce back. Now, have you got anything for the punters this week? Gareth, as Gary teed me, if you can find us a winner today on the show, he is more than happy to chime in and take 50% of the new purchase that myself and Gano have done with Door Racing with Maya Louise. I think it's digital. So no pressure at all, Nathan, but Gareth's promised me... Um, if we can get a winner this week, he's going to chime into my Louise. I'm not sure what price you'd be get, but I've got a nice filly going to Kembla on Saturday called Dame Cartland. Uh, she's only heading there off one trial, but uh, we're just going to go into one to ride a little bit conservative, and that's the reason she's going to Kembla Grange. You want to ride a horse a little bit conservative around a wild gossip, it, it could come undone for you, and I think it's the right race down there, but not sure what price she's going to come up. Um, she's trialled up well for us. She's only heading there off one trial. Um, but I think she's, she's good enough and she's done a lot of work at home. So uh, Saturday at Kembla might be one. I can just imagine it, Nath. you got Mickey Gannon and, and Dean Watley. You know how you've got owners that think they know more about racing than the trainers? Well, um, good luck with that, mate, telling you what to do. <laughs> Um, how this horse goes in between runs, what the speed map should be like for the jockey, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you got to give this horse two trials, etc. So I wish you the best of luck there, Nath. <laughs> yeah, they haven't turned up at 3.30 in the morning to help you either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it's great to see you. You're a young man having a crack and doing a really good job. Your strike rate speaks for itself. And it was a big day for your stable to have that interstate Metro double especially at the Gold Coast. We only had the two races run, but to uh, produce a debutante like that against some of the biggest stables that set their, their babies for that race, um, it's a credit to yourself. And um, uh, the, the sky's the limit, mate, especially when you've got those big-time owners like Gatto and Dino in your back pocket. So we wish you the best of luck, mate. Nah, perfect, guys. Thanks for the call. There's Nathan Doyle. Um, he's very impressive, Dino. Well, and I love that he's got his own philosophies with racing. And as he mentioned off the top, he, he's been well-educated. The stables that he mentioned he'd been through and educated from, you can sort of see it in his training setup. 
Um, and that's probably why he's going so good. So he's one of the stables just to look out for in the future. He's going to get more and more um, better stock and he'll be no doubt uh, mainly in the Metro in the next couple of years. All right, I might take the news, then we'll come back and have a look at these horses that we need to be following from the trials that you found for us, thanks to the barrier tender. This is trial time. Gareth Hall, Dean Watling with you. Plus, we'll take your questions, 0499 time on Giddy Up on this Wednesday morning. Dean Watling joining us. So, Dino, let's start with a couple of Chris Wallace's gallopers that trialled nicely at Randwick recently. And we'll start off with, um, it is Mohave Desert, the one that Naturella took the ride. Um, what impressed you about this galloper? Yeah, it's a $950,000 Magic Moons purchase. And he's nom for the two-year-old race this weekend um, in Sydney. But just looks like a really push-button style horse. And we've all the sort of better jockeys away and Nash jumping on this horse. That's already uh, a big push. But I just love the way when it got into the clear and Nash sort of gave it a little click up. It put up sort of two lengths before he then put the brakes on and um, put back in the vice group. So I really like the move of that on the Chris Waller train, which I think the style of uh, Chris Waller trials, you you sort of don't see him ever pushed out. So that's a really good trial for um, that galloper there for Chris Waller. You found one for Cameron, Cameron Crockett as well at Musselbrooks as we head to Musselbrook for a trial watcher here. Yeah, it's some really nice ones out wide in the country that you can sort of find. And some really good trainers. Cameron Crockett gets his horses going early. Um, but it was a really fast time by this unrace um, Denman Philly dancer does. Um, time stacked up good against the older horses. So there was three trials in the morning. Um, this is the second time this horse has trialled. And it's won both um, by good margins, looks well above average. Um, and they often can come up good prices in the country. The market officer misses these smart trialers. So Dancers goes in the black book, um, a very smart one to watch out in the next couple of weeks. And you found three at Warwick Farm trial at the Warwick Farm trials. Um, we'll start with one from Michael Friedman's yard. Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting sort of partnership. Michael Freeman obviously was with Richard, but now on his own. And he really looked after the two-year-olds and the younger horses. So he's an outstanding stable. His strike rate is phenomenal with first starters and especially two-year-olds. And Mumbai Muse, who's a half-sister to Mumbai Jewel, looks very much um, as good, if not better, than the Group 3 place half-sister. It was a $525,000 purchase for off the English Easter yearling sale. So we're looking for the, uh, those English targeted races, potentially the Millennium. Um, but the first trial was good, quiet up on the rail. And then the second one, J-Mac was aboard and showed a really, really smart turn of foot once out in the clear and given a little bit of rain. I love the way this horse found the line. And like I mentioned, Michael Freeman has an outstanding um, strike rate first up with his um, two-year-olds and three-year-olds. So Mumbai Muse was probably the trial of the morning there from Warwick Farm. We moved to another one, James Cummings, Retira. Another horse, um, Godolphin Stable, trained three-year-old. Um, has had one start and failed. I don't mind that profile at all. Um, they bring it back to the trials. More mature now. Looks ready to go. Zach Lloyd's been in the saddle. So as punters, you sort of got to take that into an account a little bit. He's obviously a lighter-style rider. So um, we obviously don't have weights in the trials. So you've got to take it back a couple of pegs. But this horse looks really, really ready to go. And the last one there, Clary Connors. He can really get a smart one. And Scott Pollard had his... Um, work cut out for him on first class. Um, Moley, perfect tick over trial after a first smart trial. Um, 
like that sort of profile where they have a really smart first one and that's just a purely a tick over trial for the second one. So first class Molly is another one to go in there. But we saw the Warwick Farm trials on Monday. They were phenomenal, stacked full of group one winners. But I think Mumbai Muse, Ratera and first class Molly are the ones we want to follow out uh, first up, Gareth. What did you make out of the big guns out of those trials? Like Adam Owen Secret was there, Af Cabin um, was another one that was impressive, I thought, for Cadolphin out of the big guns heading towards the Group 1s this summer and autumn. Who are you impressed by most there, Dino? Oh, I was very, very impressed by Af Cabin. I thought it was a trial um, of the big guns, uh, the trial of the morning. His horse obviously had an issue in the spring, but probably has the most upside um, come the Autumn Carnival and just sustained speed, beautiful action out in front and um, didn't get any rain at all, but just kept building through that. So I think Af Cabin's, out of all of them, the one I really want to follow. Animo, he doesn't generally do much of the trials. He just sort of found the line fine. Fangirl was really good. Zapateo was another one that was really good. And it was interesting to see how Forbidden Love comes back this preparation. Obviously, had a really good autumn, went off the boil in the spring. And then the trial back on Monday was given a lot of rain up on front. Um, Travelled sweetly. It's just interesting to see if that horse comes back this prep. But it's nice to see some smart Group 1 horses um, return for their autumn campaigns. All right, mate, we'll quickly run through the Victorian ones that you found there at Cranbourne at the trials. Yeah, if we're going to write any name down, write this name, War Frontier, very smart three-year-old Warfront cult for the Bryce and Kent Jr. stable. Has had three trials, which Michael Kent Jr. told us on trial time two weeks ago, if you ever see his horses have three trials, that's a perfect base for them to get them to win first up over your 14 to 600 metres. So War Frontier looks really good. El Soladu looks a really nice horse, 35 weeks off, one smart jump out back, has had a campaign under its um, belt for Robbie Lang. Aki uh, Akachita, another smart one we mentioned two weeks ago, um, has had its second jump out now. It's a grunt two-year-old. It looks well and truly above average. He'll be targeting the big races. And the last one, a very interesting Eight-year-old Hong Kong horse who was last seen running last, beaten 5.8 lengths by Golden 60. The name is Rizan. Um, smart turn of foot. Rising eight-year-old. Not the normal profile, but you know I love my ex-Hong Kong horses that come back to Australia and can win first up, Gareth. All right, mate. Love your work, DNA. Sensational on trial time. This show continues to get bigger and better each week, mate. Catch up with you tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks, Legend. Cheers. There we go. Dean Watling with Trial Time. Thanks to the Barry attendant. We'll take a break and then we'll come back and preview the Gold Coast. Magic Millions take two meeting tomorrow afternoon. We've got Chris Nelson and our special guest is one of the red hot trainers in Queensland, Matty Hoisty.